Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 75. Good morning, everybody. It's our 75th episode. Yay! We have had so much fun over the past few months since Aubrey joined the show, and I hope you've been enjoying the content that we've been putting out there to you. For those of you who have been long-term listeners, long-time listeners, I'm sure you've noticed that we've shifted a little bit from talking about just uh, the struggles of being a mom more to the struggles of being a working mom and even more so to the entrepreneur moms. Um, Obviously, that's not all that we cover. We like to talk about any issues that are relevant to moms. And today we're bringing you a special guest. Today we have Mike Cruz of Papa Does Preach, and he is our first dad blogger on the show. Um, He is such a dynamic personality, and we really talk about some important issues, the relationships between husband and wife. We talk about um, him being a blogger and how he grew his platform. We talk about some serious issues like uh, dealing with um, anxiety and depression and a whole bunch of other things. It's a really great episode. I hope you'll listen. I hope you'll head over and follow Mike at Papa Does Preach on Facebook. He's hilarious and serious and really talks about some fun stuff. Um, so enjoy the show. Hey, boss ladies. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey, y'all. I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. I also help moms get off the couch and into some hills, create a biz they love, and live a life unpinned. For more information, visit AubreyMathis.com. Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom. So join us and lose the cape. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast, uh, where we interview busy modern moms and today a busy modern dad, Mike Cruz. We're really excited to have our first dad on the show today for our special 75th uh, podcast episode. Mike Cruz is a parent, a writer, and lifelong storyteller. He always wanted to be an actor or stand-up comedian, but clearly didn't make enough poor life decisions to get there. So now he makes jokes on the internet. He's been featured in the book, Dad Behaving Badly 2, which we should definitely talk about, as well as the Today Show's list of funniest parents on Facebook and is a contributor to the Huffington Post, Good Men Project, Scary Mommy, and Blunt Moms. Follow him on Facebook at Papa Does Preach. (laughs) I'm I'm struggling here. (laughs) Or Papa Does Creech. I don't know. know. (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more of the funnies. Thank you for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, Mike and I actually met in something that has absolutely nothing to do with podcasting. (laughs) We, uh, for those who know me personally, know that I am uh, quite politically spoken and uh, or outspoken. And we met in a group supporting one candidate that is currently not our president. (laughs) 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 And I just found him to be really cool. Like, I think we first, uh, we first connected over our, our shared, um, veteran experiences, military vets. And I've just enjoyed getting to know him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think it was when we were talking about, um, 
some issues with, with, you know, how the way Trump talks about veterans and then how, like, you know, men were acting in the military. And it just kind of bums me out. So we were kind of sharing stories back and forth. That's right. Well, let's don't get bummed out today because today (laughs) is International (laughs) Women's Day. And we are so excited to be interviewing a man on this very important day. But you are a man who... um, like shouts out to women and I just oh, read yeah. your blog about your grandmother and that's why I was late because I'm like all the tears all the yeah, emotions yeah. I had to go compose myself because I'm like oh he gets it he gets it too we love our grandma yeah. <laughs> and um, we're gonna talk about all kinds of fun stuff including the fact that today is not only at International Women's Day but it is also the first annual Day Without a Woman. Aubrey was just talking about um, Mike's blog post and how it made her cry. So <laughs> let's pick up there. <laughs> yes, his, the one about his grandma and the blanket. Um, yeah. I just, I, I have a grandma and a blanket and I, <laughs> I, I feel the same connection it was really awesome I'm just gonna let you talk about it because I I've seen your posts on Facebook you've been very vocal about it I really liked your post today about um the unexpected response so, so talk to us talk, talk, preach at us <laughs> yeah so I was uh a little surprised I expected a little bit of a backlash i know not everybody shares the same opinion right now and 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 even even women don't um share the same opinion right now of uh the movement that's happening with you know the march and you know the day without women and all that but i think it's important for everyone to speak out including men to uh say that this is important this is uh uh this needs to be seen it needs to be recognized because this country for far too long has um, treated women as, you know, almost second class, if you will. And um, many companies, I mean, we'll just talk about women outside of the home. Many companies make their profits, I mean, off the backs of women, off of their hard work and pay them far less than their male counterparts. Um, So, Um, as I said in my post, this is something that I don't have to worry about because, I mean, I'm a man and I'm a white man at at that. So, I mean, I'm so far removed from these things that I have none of this stuff to worry about, but that that I should be the first person to step up and say, well, since I don't have to worry about it, I should be fighting for it because this affects not only people I love, people I care about, people I know, but it affects women all over the world. And, you know, if I don't stand up and say something, you know, that just makes me part of the problem. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why, excuse me, I was doing the uh, post, like you read about my grandmother. Um, I'm doing a post every day of the month of March for women who inspire me. Um, So um, this will be the most posts I've ever written on my blog since I started it. So um, it'll be 30 30 posts because I started a day late, 30 posts for the uh, month of March. Uh, for 30 different women who inspire me. So that's just kind of my way of giving back a little bit. I think it's awesome. Um, and it, but, you know, I think the thing <clears throat> that I understand is that this is, not, this is not new for you. It's not like you just decided, oh, I'm going to start speaking out. I mean, you've done some great posts. Like, I love your post today. I realized I was an asshole. <laughs> you know, your, your voice yeah. 
is great at um, at really being kind of a male champion for women yeah. and all that stuff. So it's much appreciated. Um, well, th yeah, thank you. I mean, I, you know, I feel like um, I, I feel like you know, like people say that, like, oh, Mike, you're one of the good ones, or you're one of the guys who get it. Like, it, it still feels like I'm just learning. I'm still learning. You know, I'm learning a lot. My wife is, you know, highly educated, world traveled, you know, and you know, gender studies and all that stuff. And I think I learned so much from her and, you know, opening my eyes that even when I was young, you know, I'm almost ashamed of some of the, the way I acted when I was younger. And so um, I think uh, once we had kids, it really started to kick in. And then even more so seven months ago, we had a daughter and I'm like, oh, yeah. this world is, you know, this world is kind of messed up. And so, um, yeah, it's just kind of kicked into high gear recently. Yeah, I think a daughter will too. <laughs> Um, for for men especially, but you know one of the things that I think it's um, it's interesting to see and some of the backlash and you mentioned this on your personal page that you were surprised to see some of the negative comments in response mm. to National Women's Day. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the day without a woman, and I think that uh, kind of saddens me that when people saw this, they immediately politically motivated or. Um, you know, something that had to do against Trump or anything like that. And it's right. not. It's taking a step back and realizing we have a lot of problems in this country that people aren't, for whatever reason, willing to talk about in a adult manner. And <laughs> and, and even things like uh, maternity care and, uh, and paternity leave, maternity and paternity leave, there's so many things that we could do better getting women equal pay just treating women fairly in general and all those things that you mentioned. But. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, like I said, I guess I expected, um, you know, at least a little bit of uh, pushback from people who didn't think it was important, but I was a little surprised to see, you know, a woman say like that, you know, basically hold on to one of the comments was, you know, basically only that it doesn't happen to me and, or anybody else I know, so it doesn't matter. And I'm like, no, that doesn't, that's not how it works. You know, that's, I mean, that's just the basis of, basis of like privilege, you know, right there. And that, you know, because, I mean, just because it doesn't happen to you doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I mean, you're just writing off basically, you know, women of color, you know, women around the world uh, who this happens to all the time, other nations where women feel, you know, oppressed on a regular basis. Um, and, uh, uh, another commenter, you know, cracked a joke about, well, you know, I'm updating my resume cause you know, a bunch of people are going to lose their jobs. So I'm going to go get a job. I'm like, that is just uncalled for. Like, you know, these are people out there risking their, you know, livelihood, you know, fighting, you know, for you while you're here cracking jokes or saying it's not important. So, um, yeah, it was a little disheartening, but it's also, um, awesome to see many people come forward and say, Hey man, that's that's wrong. You know, a lot of the women saying, you know, you have the right to say that because of all the women who fought for you to even have a job now, you know, a long time ago, you know, so. Um, you wonder why those people who comment negatively, um, like, why do they follow you? You know, I, right. it's like, right. why are you on my page? But I, I recently wrote a blog um, on how you can't be afraid to offend people in business. Yeah. And the number one advice I think I can tell women is look if it's put on your heart embrace the fuck out of it you know Absolutely. so but then don't follow me if you get offended by me saying that <laughs> just exactly. go on That's true. 
It's so true. And I, I don't know, I, you, you made a, va a valid point. Some people are risking a whole lot. I mean, I just put on my red shirt and we're talking about it on my podcast and I plan on calling my representatives and saying, what the hell are you people doing? Because this is not, <laughs> but I mean, those are, those are minor things that I can do, but I'm not, not showing up to work or not, you know, you know, there are some people who are making some really big impactful mm -hmm. things. And um, you're right, it's, it's, not, it's not funny to make fun of it. So I love the fact that your blog yeah. and everything is Papa Does Preach. One, yeah. because I'm an 80s baby and I, my new theme is I feel like I'm living in a millennial world and I'm not a millennial girl. Right. And I say that and people look at me like, what is she talking about? I'm like, hello, Madonna. <laughs> but um. I really thought that would have been more evident to people when I started, but like people actually thought like I was in ministry or something. <laughs> I'm like, why did you, how did you miss this joke? Like, I don't, I, I yeah. Really, I it's, it. <laughs> that's funny. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, let's talk about, hmm, where should we go? Yeah, with all this? the things. There's okay. So, maybe so many things. Well, first of all, how did you start blogging? And, and, you know, I also <clears throat> that we cover, do not let me forget to ask you about your recent um, reading that you did at the conference and, oh, yeah. and the mental health stuff, because I think that's super important too. But let's start back with the whole blog and how that started. Um, yeah, so I've been writing for you know, a good portion of my life. I gave it up probably right after high school and um, into my early 30s. And then you know, just dealing with some mental health issues and stuff, my wife was like, Maybe you should start blogging and and you know writing again, kind of get it out on you know you know get it on the paper you know computer, and um, so I did and I started you know kind of like a funny blog, just making jokes, talking smack about where I work and all that stuff, just trying to release the valve a little bit. And then um, when my wife got pregnant with our son, um, and then he was born, I decided to kind of transition over to like daddy blogging, I guess, as a way to also vent and talk crap about my son and deal with the stress. The first year was a very rough, it was a rough first year for, uh, with our son. And, uh, you know, it's like an outlet. And um, I stumbled upon a couple of blogs that I really enjoyed. So I wanted to do the same thing. And, and then once I started to take it seriously and wanted to maybe make some money off my writing, I changed over to the Papadose Preach name and started getting more serious, started branding myself a little more, going to conferences, stuff like that. So, and here I am now. It's about about three years later, and here I, you know, three four years later, and that's where I'm at now. Well, clearly you're very popular. <clears throat> you're at what almost twenty seven thousand fans on your Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. How did you go about um, doing that? How how'd you build that fan raving fan following? <laughs> honestly, it started with just you know going to conferences, meeting. Honestly, I met a bunch of mom mom bloggers first, mm -hmm. or just you know lady you know people who ladies who write and i just happened to uh go to this conference uh that was out here for a while it was called blog you and i went there for their first year and i met a bunch of really popular writers really excellent writers and i was the only guy and like you know 200 ladies and, <laughs> and uh, it was pretty interesting and so you know you get a lot of excellent writers sharing your stuff it starts building up a little bit and then you, know, you get places like huffington post noticing you the good men project people noticing you I got lucky with a couple of memes that blew up and went pretty viral. Um, you know, it's just grinding away. And then I got in with the dad, you know, dad groups and went to dad 2.0. I've been going to that for the last three years. 
um, yeah, grinding, plugging away, grinding, plugging away. And, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt going head to head with like, you know, scary mommy to forever when you're supposed to go viral. But then now I'm like, I'm mingling with them and we, you know, I've met Jill and we're good to go. And, you know, we've put our, you know, rough stuff aside and, uh, and, uh, yeah. So it's just grinding away, you know, and getting lucky here and there. Yeah. Well, I was at Blog U this last year and bummed out there. That would have been cool to meet you in person. I actually was there for the first night and then I went, I went home because oh. my, you know, my wife, yeah, my wife was pregnant and, oh, yeah. and so I was, so I went home. So I was there for the very first night and then I had to leave. So unfortunately. Oh, that's too bad. <clears throat> so I think, I think moms in general are a little bit mesmerized by the dad bloggers because it's so, I mean, you're kind of unicorns. And it's kind of, it's kind of nice to hear dads that are willing to talk about the struggles of parenting. And, and I I think it goes back to the topic on, on the whole um, International Women's Day too, you know, knowing that, that uh, women aren't in this alone and that there are dads who are, are, you know, huffing it along just as much, kind of get rid Mm. of that idea that it's only the woman's job to be the parent or. Right. (laughs) No, that's that's a battle we're fighting just as much. And we feel like sometimes we're fighting it on two fronts. Like we're fighting it against like, you know, this stigma nonsense in society. And that's also dealing with like brands and other people who are make you know, idiotic commercials about dads being doofy or whatever. (laughs) Then then we feel like we're kind of fighting on the front sometimes with moms, like, because you know, like, we're like, Hey, we're here. And they're like, we don't want you. And it's like, wait a minute. We're trying to like do, we're trying to fight it on both fronts. But um, yeah, I mean, we actually are, you know, are, we have a community, the Davlar community was started by the late Warren Miller. Um, we lost him unfortunately last year to, to cancer. Um, and uh, he, uh, he started this wonderful community, which I'm now an admin of that community with several other guys. And uh, you know, we're growing all the time and dad 2.0 is amazing we got a lot of moms that come to dad 2.0 too. Um, and it's just awesome to see everybody come together. Um, dad 2.0 is obviously a, an offshoot of mom 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the creators of dad 2.0, I believe his wife created mom 2.0. So, um, we're so grateful to them and, and to, to uh, it was born out of mom 2.0 year. It was like a, a, like a round table discussion or a panel and it grew out of that. And, uh, yeah, so we're in it, and we're glad the moms are there to support us and and be uh, be right there in the fight with us. So it's awesome. It's been a great ride so far. That's so cool. <clears throat> but I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from because I'm a my husband is probably a better parent than I am because he has more <laughs> patience with my girls yeah. and their daddy's girls. But we just did an interview, and um, we told I totally said I would rather leave my kids with a paid babysitter sometimes than their father. So I do fight that because I'm like, yeah. you don't know what you're doing. You're just, you don't do it the way I do. So yeah, guy. we did. You're just a guy. And he probably, he does it probably a little bit better than I do, except the fact that he just lets them do whatever they want the majority of the right, time because yeah. it's easy that way. You know, uh, it's, it's funny. I have always said since my kids were born that my husband has more maternal instinct than I do. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's good with the kids, but when it comes down to all, I mean, he, he does arts and crafts with them and helps them cook and, you know, all these fun things. But when it comes down to the, like the, this has to be done, bedtime routine, those right. types of things, it's, it's me. <laughs> he yeah. has to be the bad guy. He gets to be the good guy. That makes me mad. <laughs> that's, that's your military structure though i'm the same way though 
I'm like, look, bedtime, fool. Let's go. We are already 15 minutes late. You know? right. Well, I'm not. I do not have military background, but eight o'clock bedtime because eight fifteen is wine time for mommy. So that is structure. You You have to hit that eight fifteen, so you will get by eight o'clock. No Oh my gosh! So, well, tell us about your wife and you. I'd love to know the dynamics. I mean, you you blog about her, so it's not like it's a secret or anything. But what's it what's it like from your perspective of being the wife of a popular dad blogger well i think she's she's been really awesome she's my number one fan she's been my biggest supporter and you know pushing me and she'll be the first you know one to you know criticize if i'm doing something wrong and be like hey look i think you might want to try something different because in my early stages you know there were times where i get mad and i want to write this really angry piece about like <laughs> don't talk about dad like that or whatever you know and she's like do you really want to alienate people like that don't you think there's a better way to go about it and and so she's been raining me in a lot, but I mean, it's also been funny to, it's okay, funny story. So like she started her own business recently, uh, being a, a labor doula and uh, yoga instructor and her business partner, who at the time they were just, you know, friends who just met through training or whatever. And they had happened to be chit chatting and she's like, Oh, I saw the post you shared this morning, that blog or whatever. She's like, you know, that guy. And then my wife's like, well, yeah, that's my husband. And she's like, Oh my God. I- I follow his blog and stuff like that. And like, oh, great. You know, so like, um, no, I mean, it, she finds it really awesome. And, you know, but at the same time, like, I don't even see myself as super popular. I'm just a guy out there saying, you know, talking my nonsense, telling my jokes. And, you know, a few times I told a joke that was hers and she's like, don't steal my jokes. And, <laughs> you know, she's like, give me credit, you know, stuff. So, um, <laughs> It, it's uh it's it's pretty cool i mean she's she's also a source of a lot of my you know a lot of my comedy a lot of my you know material comes from her my son you know sometimes some things i have to tweak here or there but i think they really are as funny as i you know because it's just he's annoying my kids annoying but at the same time he's really funny and my wife's really funny and so uh it's, you know never a dull moment around here well, do is- not downplay your popularity because when I saw that you were going to be on the podcast, I messaged Alexa. I was like, what? You have Papa Does Preach? And she thought I was mad at her because we were going to have a man on there. And she's like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm totally fangirling right now. She's like, oh, okay. I thought you were mad. I was like, no. No, yeah. That's still, when people tell me that, it still just kind of blows me because I'm like, all right, cool. Okay. <laughs> guy over here like i had it at the dad 2.0 i had a, a individual i'm working with on a brand right now she's like well we almost didn't reach out to you because we didn't think we could afford you and i was like uh okay like you probably could have paid me less and i still <laughs> he's like i'll remember that so i'm like oh no now i'm gonna no, no. now yeah. the bar is set and you know it only goes up yeah. from here <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny well um so let's talk about your mental health advocacy yeah. as well because I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my whole life, or most of my life, um, I have been living with or dealing with some level of depression um, and recently have been diagnosed with like the social anxiety disorder. Um, yeah, it's been rough. Uh, I grew up in a very uh, kind of abusive childhood. Um, my mom was very abusive, very uh, kind of an angry person. And, and when I got to a point where, the physical abuse 
didn't work anymore because I was bigger than her. Not that I would hit back on it. She just knew that she couldn't couldn't catch me. She couldn't get to, you know, she got to the mental aspect. And I never knew at the time that that would be the stuff that, that would be the stuff that brought me down. Um, you almost would almost wish for the physical. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been hard. And it's been hard with marriage and hard with raising kids and having kids I, I as I've said before and it hurt to say it but I wanted to be honest that like I never wanted kids because I didn't want to pass on this gene mm-hmm. you know or whatever it is um but I've written about it and I've come to grips with it and and noticed recently like my son looks like he has anxiety stuff but we're you know my wife and I know about it and you know I deal with it a little bit better now and talk to him about it and he's a sweet boy I mean like I said don't get me wrong he's a jerk <laughs> he's a he's a sweet sweet I mean his laugh would just melt you and you know his smile fills a room and all that stuff but um yeah so that's what I was invited to talk about at dad 2.0 in San Diego um this last month I was to read a blog post I wrote about my anxiety and my depression and how I see it in him and um it was at the time I wrote it before our daughter was born and I was really scared she was going to be born or something like that. And who knows, she may still someday. Um, but as we move forward with this and, and I realized that it's something I live with and something that I can be happy still with. And, uh, you know, I just move forward and be able to show him that show him and my daughter, so my son and my daughter, that it's something that we can uh, manage and, and still find happiness with it is, and, and, you know, admitting that you're scared or nervous or, uh, that you're sad or whatever it is doesn't make you weak. In fact, it makes you strong. And uh, uh, I'm not afraid to, to tell him that, you know, I get scared, you know, because he cries and he's like, I'm scared and he feels bad or he feels like he's not good at something because he's scared. And, and I tell him, you know, daddy gets scared all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm scared all the time. Even when you see me smiling, daddy's probably scared. But you know, I said, daddy always says she's going to be okay, right? And he's like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, because it's going to be okay. We're going to do this together. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, it's a daily, it's a daily grind, daily battle. And I mean, anybody, I mean, you yourself or anybody who knows, I mean, you and I have talked on the side about stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. the pressure you feel to help others mm-hmm. and you don't take care of yourself, you know? Right. So um, now I think I'm just realizing that I have to take care of myself a little more now. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's uh, it's really important when people who have a platform like you do actually speak out about it because it'd be easy for you to just hide it and not mm-hmm. let people know. But um, you know, if, when you when you share those struggles, and I watched um, I watched the recording of your speech, and I was just I was really moved by it. And I know I suffer from anxiety and depression as well. Um, and to hear other people, especially people who, you know, I don't know why it is, but people who have big followings and or are famous or celebrities, we just assume that their lives are perfect, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, to hear someone to come out and say, I deal with this, life sucks sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to talk about it, we've got to make it so that it's not such a stigma, because I think that's the worst part is that people just have these assumptions if you're on medication or if you medicate your child or if you are depressed and you know that, that, that there's something wrong with you but there's something wrong with all of us <laughs> all of us yes yeah, yeah. I, I have a product company today may suck shout out <laughs> and one of my best-selling mugs is a mug that just says not feeling it today because I think you yeah. 
you don't have to be happy every single morning or every day. And it needs to be acknowledged and especially in kids too, that Mm -hmm. that's, that's a big part of what I want to change. Our kids can have bad days just because Mm -hmm. they're kids doesn't mean they don't feel, you know, the weight of their world at the moment. Absolutely. Well, and it's so interesting actually what's happening in schools right now, because they're, you see them, it's kind of like the whole notion of, of putting a, a, a square peg in a round hole or whatever that like they see, you see these children, like my son is diagnosed ADHD and he has some bad days and you see them trying to discipline them like, like it's a discipline issue. Right. It's, it's not discipline. It's something far beyond that. And I think, you know, we've got to, we've got to somehow branch out and get that mental health discussion more widely in schools as well. But I mean, then we have the government trying to slash, you know, oh massive amounts of funding from schools and mental health programs and special needs and all that stuff. Isn't it? I mean, it just seems like they just get it right. And so <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm really nervous about that. The bill 610 yeah. HR yeah. 610, because I keep thinking the the optimist in me says maybe there's something else that's, that's going to be bigger or better, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I, think I don't they're think so literally just, and I, I cannot, for the life of me, I cannot wrap my head around why they think it's good to cut those programs. Um, well, well, I have my opinion, but I'm going to keep yeah. it. <laughs> you can share today. We're going there. Mm-hmm. We're going everywhere today. I just, um, well, I think their primary focus is private upper class yeah. schools and, yeah. you know, to hell with the downfall of it. But yeah. I, I have several teacher friends who are already like making a plan to branch off and create these quote unquote private schools so they can get funded so they can help the way they want to. Yeah. But you're still going to have so many kids who are left out mm-hmm. because they're not going to be able to. And that's the thing that I that <sighs> I really get upset about with the whole school choice and voucher program, because first of all, um, someone told me that I have not actually read the bill, but someone told me they read it. And what's basically they're going to be issuing like debit cards. So kind of like the um, same things that you get for SNAP, the SNAP program. Mm-hmm. Um, but and you just have to promise that you're going to use it for um, a private school. And I'm like, what the I can see a whole bunch of problems happening with that. But the thing is. The thing that, okay, so I live in South Carolina. We have a lot of rural counties. We have a lot of really poor areas. Even in Columbia, the capital, I would bet that at least 30 to 40% kids of the kids at my child's school, which is a very good public school, are on free and reduced lunch. That's just the situation. It's a high military community. It's a high um, immigrant worker community, all that stuff. So First of all, you have to have a car to get to these other institutions, right? You have to assume that you're working normal shifts that you can drive the kids to these places. You're, you're just hurting the kids in the long run because guess what? They're going to wind up stuck at the schools that aren't receiving any funding now. Not, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated about it. Um, I'm so like frustrated. The <laughs> education part really makes me more infuriated even than the women's part because there are kids we can't we oh there's so much you know and people are like oh let's take away food stamps and all that I'm like okay maybe she's a crackhead and needs to get a job (laughs) but we have to feed her kids right 
you know, they don't people. Okay. And I'm from Texas. So (laughs) there's a lot of people around me who don't share the same opinions, you know, I'm in a very gray area because, you know, there's certain um, aspects of a conservative diplomacy that I am for. And then there's a lot that I'm against. So I'm like, maybe we should just bring Bernie Sanders back. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know the education part because we we're not gonna be able to make anything great if we don't start it with the kids. Well, you know. Yeah, and then just to go back to the whole cutting the programs for kids with special needs and cutting the mental health programs and cutting the healthy food and I mean, good God, are you like are they not looking at any like I don't know I write mental health I mean uh health, children's health columns. So I'm constantly looking at research on this, but the connection between what we're eating and how well we perform in general and how much we exercise and how we perform in general. I mean, they're, they're intricately connected. So it just, I don't know. What can we do? What can we do, Mike? How do we use our voices? How do we, cause you know, I'm so burnt up after this whole Betsy DeVos thing. And, no, I was and, just thinking in my mind, I was like, it was that idiot in education. I know. Where's yeah. my pencils? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I feel like even if, even if we do call our representatives, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm waiting for the chance to vote again, but yeah. my representatives, so it's useless to call my representatives. Yeah. I feel helpless. I mean, I, I mean, I, all I, I mean, uh, you, I, you know, if I had the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we, you know, we keep doing what we're doing. Like you keep, we keep using our platforms. We keep raising our voices. We keep writing, contacting, doing what we do. And then, yeah, when the chance comes to vote, you get out there and you make your voice heard. Um, start flipping counties, start doing things, you know, grassroots. I mean, I think a lot of these people and I think a lot of this country, we look at other countries and go through these things and, or have these civil rights or these, uh, um, what they would call like a coup or something and the big you know people turn against the government and you look at them and you look down your nose at them like oh they're not civilized and i'm like do you realize that like you do that because it's never happened here right that doesn't mean that it won't right. you know what i mean like these things can happen and i feel like i don't know i feel like right now it's just a powder keg of, yeah, i agree you know and the country is split down the middle there are the side of the people who are feel empowered right now to be angry and racist and sexist and assholes yeah all that <laughs> and then there's over here you know that you know and, and i don't even necessarily think it's conservative and liberal anymore it's just like no. there's the people who feel this way and the people who feel this way right and like there's people who want rights for everyone and want things to work for everyone and we're will. you know i feel like we're willing to talk about stuff and then this side says we're not willing and it's like everybody is just in the middle banging and we're not seeing what's going on that the government's like they want this to happen and they're doing all the shady stuff behind the scenes and it's like i don't know we're getting we're getting we're getting swarmed on so many different fronts that it's hard to strategize and um find the right battle of kind of attack and i can't believe i keep using all these military terms but you're you're missing your days of of service there mike Now, you know, I think if all the marginalized groups would just stand up in a unified manner, we'd have more than enough people to make the change we need. And it's how do you bring them together 
Yeah, and I think when the next election rolls around, if things keep going the way they're going, all these people who are for the current administration are going to be see how they've been screwed one way up and down the other, and they're either A, not going to vote, or B, they're going to flip it. Yeah. And it's like, they may not vote for a Democrat, and that's fine. That's what I'm saying. Bring in other people who have other ideas. I don't care. Just let's have yeah. some good ideas. Something where we can come together and have good ideas. We can talk instead of just screaming at each other. Well, and I think that's the biggest problem with our current system is that we've lost the dialogue completely. Absolutely. It has just, just gone to, well, just screaming, and it's just gone to, I'm a this party, so I'm voting this party, whether it makes right. sense or not, or I'm a this party and I'm doing it this way. And, right. and, and then don't talk, don't get me started about lobbying and money. Right. Because there's way too many corporations that are calling the shots in our country right now. And it's like, how do we make people wake up to that? Exactly. Oh, yeah. My like my dream would just be like no politicians, <laughs> like <laughs> no politicians, right. but like we do, we need teachers and we need nurses and we need, yeah. you know, moms and dads. <clears throat> we need a real person. Yeah. With the heart. We need, term we need some heart centered. We need, we need some heart centered politicians. Yes. <laughs> we need um, and like you said, not a red or a blue. Right. We just need a, pink right. maybe or purple whatever that color combined <laughs> makes <laughs> right. we just need to purple <laughs> we all need to be purple now it'd be yeah. great if we could figure out how to get back to the way the system was originally intended where it was part-time advocates for their communities who came to get together and make laws that made sense and that's right. just not happening anymore nope Boy, well we our focus like you said the corporate yeah because a friend of mine they're they're seven-year-old passed away last night oh my from goodness. cancer oh my goodness. and I was like here we are spending all this time and energy and effort on a freaking bathroom and we need to be finding a way that this doesn't right happen. right you know so definitely I think our priority not our priorities but in general the country yeah, prior yeah. Well, yeah, so. I mean, we could talk all day about the money being spent yes. on stuff, <laughs> like walls and, uh, you know, whatever else you want to throw out there. Have you seen the little video, though, and it's a Mexican man, he was laughing, he was like, we just get an airplane and we're here and come on over, <laughs> so we don't need a wall. Or get a shovel and <laughs> dig right under, right. I mean, you know, come on. Oh my gosh, yeah, but wow. Ah, so Yes. <laughs> What other heavy topics you want to get into, Mike? The floor is yours. <laughs> so do you believe in life after death? I mean, it's just kind of like, where are we going to go? <laughs> Evolution. Is it real or not? <laughs> yes. Right, yeah. There's actually a funny movie I've seen when I was a kid. Have you seen it? It's like called The Story of Your Life. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Uh -uh. Yeah, so it's, like, it's hilarious. It's, um, Albert Brooks, I believe, is in the movie. And uh, Glenn Close, I think. No, Glenn Close. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, she just, oh, I can't believe I'm blanking. She just gave the great Oscar speech or the Meryl Street. Meryl Street. I don't yeah. blank on the most. Yeah, Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep are in this. And it's basically like you, when you die, you go to this place that's like supposed to be heaven, if you will, but it's <laughs> community where you get put on trial, basically. <laughs> yeah, you watch your life and you have like two attorneys and a judge, and it's like, you know, you either get to move on to the next phase of existence or you get sent back to do it again. 
Uh-oh. Oh. The whole movie is like Meryl Streep's character was like just amazing starting schools for kids, adopting <laughs> pets, and saving people from burning houses. And now her books is just like a screw up and his whole life is garbage. <laughs> and so like they fall in love with each other in this place and like she gets to move forward and he's getting sent back. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's funny. Like it's, there's this like attraction there called like the hall of past lives and you get to find out who you were in a former okay. life or whatever she's like i was joan of arc so, like, <laughs> and albert brooks finds he was like some like aboriginal guy who got chased down and eaten by like a dinosaur or something that's <laughs> like hilarious it's really i've often funny. wondered if that's why i have such like random fears like um like my car like i'm terrified of a bridge collapsing while i'm on it and not being able to get out of the car and I'm like, right. where does that come from? Did, you know, right. so maybe that happened to me in a previous life. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. Well, then I'm all kinds of messed up because I have irrational fears of pirates and stuff like that. <laughs> I have a fear of clowns. Oh, oh yeah. Clowns. Don't get uh, me started on clowns. And when those creepy clown things were happening last fall, oh my gosh. Yeah. I am not a gun owner. I don't like guns, but I would have bought a gun if, a, if it gotten any closer. And I guarantee you, I would have shot a clown. <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah, laughing yeah. now, Bobo? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh man. God. I'm at a rodeo every other day. They're full of clowns. <laughs> Good thing you're not scared of them. <laughs> no, okay. I hate them. Okay, well, Mike, usually we ask moms what they like to do for me time and all that stuff, but that seems kind of silly. So I love this question that Aubrey asked one of our guests the other day. If you had one superhero, what would it be? A quality, sorry, one superhero. One superhero uh, quality? One, one oh. super, what'd you say if you had one superhero? Um, well, I think I asked power, her, I was like, power, would you rather, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I messed it all up. Would you rather be It was like, would you rather, or, or be, be able, able to read people's read. minds? <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I I'm gonna go with probably read people's minds because I feel like if I was oh. a, I feel like if I was a, well no this is why because if I want to read people's minds because my wife says that I'm like really nosy. She says <laughs> I love she says I love gossip which I try to refute so much but I think she might be right. Like, I, just love, <laughs> like, I would love to know what everybody was thinking. But then I'd probably be terrified because I probably people that I love and respect, like, and I like hear this be like, "Oh snap!" Like I can't. Do <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I don't want to be able to read people's minds because I am terrified of the junk that I would find in there. Because I know some of the things that go through my head. I'm like, I'd be locked up if somebody could read my. Mind. <laughs> true. Very true. Locked up. I pretty much just let you know what I'm thinking, so it doesn't. <laughs> Like, I would be useless for you to read my mind, but yeah, I don't know. Being invisible, though, you could have so many cool things. So So many many. things. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, what's next on the horizon for you, Mike? Um, Just continuing on for this month of writing my post, one post a day uh, about a woman that inspires me for the rest of the month. And then, I am still working with, uh, I'm working with Bulletproof Coffee right now. That's a branded campaign that I'm doing. So that's pretty awesome. Hopefully, hoping that continues on for the rest of the year. And then, um, I don't know, just keep writing, keep plugging away. Uh, I'd like to start my own podcast before the end of the year. So hopefully I can get off the ground and get that going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So. It's a lot of fun. We enjoy, we enjoy <laughs> this podcast thing. 
Okay. Maybe yes. a little too much. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. All right. So look for Mike on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Did you say Instagram? Yeah. Uh, all over the place at Papa Does Preach and his website is papadoespreach.com. This was a lot of fun. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time out for us. No problem. I feel like we can go places with a guy that we don't necessarily always feel like we can go with the lady, like politics. <laughs> Seems more okay, and that was man. like, <laughs> I could have really made that into a bad quote. <laughs> I was like, where is he going? <laughs> yeah, you can, <laughs> or you cannot. <laughs> uh, she's there she goes, telling us exactly what's on her mind, <laughs> dirty girl. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. All right, bye. Thanks for joining us for episode 75. We hope you loved it and laughed as much as we did and really um, thought about the issues that we talked about today. You can find all of the links and show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 75.